So for those who are <laughs> just coming in right now, Sage doesn't know what a diaphragm is. And when actors are talking about the diaphragm, it's not the uh, sexual protection device, a diaphragm, but the center of yes, your chest. Do. So like the center of your chest that you breathe through right I here. only talk with my head voice. <laughs> well, stop. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to this week's episode, <laughs> this week, this month's, this week's episode of Yankee Doodle Siblings, where we are two Yankees who love loyalty. Two admitted Yankees. We are not Confederates. We are Yankees. And anyone who calls themselves as a Confederate is a traitor to the country. Now I will get that out of the way. We are watching season one. Episode 2, Hyde Park Corner. Now, Sage, do you want to go over... Oh, and I'm Eric, by the way. This is Eric. <laughs> this is my older sister, Sage. And we are going to watch every episode of The Crown and give our thoughts on it. So, Sage, what happened in last week's episode? Eric, are we pretending that we recorded this last week? Oh, crap. You're right. <laughs> what... Sage, All what right. happened two well, weeks ago on the last episode of The Crown? I have the stereotypical memory of the goldfish, so I know that What's-His-Face almost is dead. So King George VI. Yes, he's on his way out. He's, on, he's coughing yeah. into a lot of handkerchiefs. L- bloody handkerchiefs, King George VI. He has a lung taken out. Uh, Queen Elizabeth marries her cousin, Prince Philip, formerly of Greece, and now the Duke of Edinburgh. It really is disgusting. They really just gloss over that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's a bitch, you know. I mean, yeah, he's hard in the parlance. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just don't worry. We don't the like explicit that guy. tag on this. <laughs> he's not a good man. No, but I mean, like, they seem cute together. I'll still stand by that. In these early episodes, they still seem somewhat. Tacitly approves. I do not approve. I do not approve of Prince Philip (laughs) in real life. I'm talking about in the show so far. They were kind of cute. Yeah, Yeah, and Matt Smith, as we covered, is really cute. Yeah, Winston Churchill has been sworn in as Prime Minister again, though he is very quickly aware that he is probably not the person. He's old as shit. Yeah, he's old as fuck, and he's near the end of his life as well. There's a lot of generational change. And Princess Margaret, Queen Elizabeth's younger sister, is maybe having an affair with her father's aide-de-camp. I think that's about all that happened. That's about it, but it felt like a lot more. (laughs) There was a duck hunt at a splash. Oh, God, the duck hunt. And people cheering hip hip hooray <laughs> as the cat. As I don't know why that tickles me so much. You could do nothing and they would get the hip hip hooray. Okay, so do you think King George the Sixth He's got to die in this He's got to die in this He one. must. I, you cannot prolong the bloody handkerchiefs throughout, what, a whole season? <laughs> you think they're going to end it with her ascending to the throne? I think not. Probably not. They skipped ahead too much. There's ten episodes, so they need to be fairly quick about this. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, and Queen Elizabeth and uh, Philip are going on a world tour of the Commonwealth. That'll be delightful. And I'm sure their kids won't notice at all, as she (laughs) seems to believe. (laughs) 
Ah, yes. Once again, going into one of our big themes of is monarchy child abuse (laughs) sanctioned by the state? I'm still ambivalent. Now we watch season one or series one, episode two, Hyde Park Corner. Hyde Park Corner. (laughs) Of the crown. And welcome back. So we have just watched the episode Hyde Park Corner. Sage, what did you think? Oh, let's just get this out of the way. Didn't like it as much as the first episode. I'll oh. tell you that much. Oh, boy. I mean, I liked it. I don't want to. I don't want to be like. I hate this show now. We gotta stop this podcast. But it was like a little long at first. I think. Yeah, it dragged. It did drag. Definitely. After. I don't know that it had enough content. Yeah. Let me make it clear. We have successfully concluded our mission. Jeremy Harris is dead. I repeat. Jared Harris (laughs) is dead. God damn it. Someone save Jeremy. (laughs) So Jared Harris dies in this episode, (laughs) true to his career. Finally. Yeah. I would have liked an episode. I would have wanted one more episode where he was still alive for it, just so we could see more of the trip. And understand what was happening in Kenya. Yeah, well, the trip was just reminding me, I don't know if you saw that tweet that was like, they weren't just descendants of colonizers. They were the OG colonizers. And I'm sorry, I'll try to find the tweet later to source it. But like, yeah, yeah, it it was very upsetting to watch a lot of those scenes. Like her coming in with a speech that was like, remember when you guys used to be savages around here? Yeah. Well, now you have city or something. It's like, shut up. Like, get back on the plane, girl. Yeah, so to bring people to speed, Queen <laughs> Elizabeth goes on her Commonwealth tour, starting in uh, Nairobi, which is the capital city of Kenya. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very awkward. Oh my god, it's so awkward. It's It starts being awkward the moment that they almost crush those little children on their way into the airport. Okay. You see children fight off ostriches from the tarmac with giant sticks. It was quite amusing, but also like, why are you on the tarmac? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Uh, and then Prince Philip is already on one. He's telling people, nice hat, when she says it's a crown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a moment. Uh, Elizabeth is nervous to give her first speech on behalf of her father, who mm-hmm. she says would have loved to have been there, but he's dying. <laughs> he's about to get better, though. Don't worry. Oh yeah, he'll be here in a couple he, of years. Yeah, he just had to go to the farm upstate, and he'll be right. Right. Back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote down the note. Philip being a dick. He's there's a line of assorted uh, like noble, chieftains and yeah, noblemen and stuff like that. Chieftains and yeah. noblemen of Kenya who are collaborating with the British government, or you know, collaborating under threat of yeah. being murdered by the government. Right. And Philip points out, like, oh, I have this badge, and I have that badge. Come on now, who do you steal it from? And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I assume that we're going to be saying a lot more of that, only it's going to be even worse, because now he's married to the queen, not just the princess. Well, also the fact that you see him interact with some kids later on in the episode, and he treats them, like, fairly well, but then it kind of clicked in for me, like, oh, you just see a all people of color, like children. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, so then it goes into the theme song. And I was just saying, like, that theme song, you could play that theme song for me right now. I would have no clue what it's from. It is so forgettable. Like, it is one of the worst themes I've ever heard. Especially right after the line, it's not a hat. It's a crowd. Is it the crowd? Because then we go into the uh, we then come back. There's a medical examination of King George <laughs> where he says, I feel like a new man. He's still keeping that optimism that I am going to survive. I am going to get better. And then he just tells the, the doctor just goes, well, enjoy every moment while you can. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. So basically that's kind of the notice of like, you could die at any time. We're I'm expecting really- you to die right now. Uh, there is a new girl hired at Churchill's office that he makes read uh, news reports to him. That was so gross. Yeah, he's in a bathtub. Yeah. Now, he is not in a bathtub in front of her, but he is in the bath, and she is trying to scream through a door. Yeah, reading the mail to him. Reading he's things. then, like, sloshing around in the tub, so that way it comes under the door and, like, hits her. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was... Uh, too it was, much. It was very disgusting. My opinion. Uh, yeah, her name's Benicia Scott. I have no clue if that matters or not. May, we'll find out. That's yeah. the problem. There are so many pasty white guys uh, on this show. Yeah. They all kind of run together for me until they their name. I'm right. like, oh, Silver Fox white guy. It's Anthony Eden. And then he's all like, oh, you need to be a monster to defeat Hitler. It's like, yeah, okay, gonna ring that one to death, huh? Yeah, we get it, Winston. He's smoking a full cigar and drinking brandy and falls asleep in the bathtub, which, just as a content note, don't fall asleep in a bathtub. Don't drink alcohol in a bathtub. Yeah, don't do either of those things. And certainly don't do both of those things. Especially not at work. (laughs) Yeah, that just adds a whole new element. Like, imagine having a bathtub in your office or something. That wouldn't be awful. Like, if I'm working from home by myself oh. and I have no one else. Yes, we all have bathtubs in our offices, I guess, <laughs> at this point. But, uh, basically, Winston Churchill is kind of checking out. We go to a meeting. He's of getting the- old as shit. Was he pissing himself at the meeting? Yeah, there's a meeting, and Churchill just gets up, and he's putting his hand towards his crotch, and it's very... We didn't see any puddles on the ground. I thought I did see water or something. Oh. Well, I guess pee. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't very well lit on that scene. No. But everybody's saying, Churchill is kind of checked out. All he cares about is America and the Soviet Union and the Cold War. And that's the only place where his head is. And there is talk of a looming financial crisis, which is about to happen. <sighs> Rough. Very oh, and then that guy that they, like, tapped to replace him or whatever, Anthony. Anthony Eden. So yeah. he will become prime minister eventually. He will, okay. Uh, I don't know why, but he, and it's probably just because he's a white guy in, like, a banking outfit. But, like, he reminds me of the dad in Mary Poppins very much. <laughs> and it's the mustache. It's Yeah, definitely the mustache, I think. He's too much. Oh, you know who he also reminds me of? Is the count from, like, uh, oh, American Dreamer. Oh, yeah. He looks very similar to him. Shooting a priest. Distressed. <laughs> <and> <laughs> exactly. Just in a full body cast. I think about American Dreamer like once a week. Yeah. Same. <sighs> uh, so, yeah. He's checked out on foreign policy. 
Anthony Eden, Foreign Secretary, as his deputy, and is starting to hatch a plan about potentially ousting uh, Churchill. The problem is, he's one of the guys who said, yeah, Churchill should definitely lead our party. Right. So, yeah. how does he go about him? He talks to the king. He talks the to the shooting. Yeah, the king is shooting. The king has... No one has ear protection. No, no ear protection. <laughs> the king has also similarly checked out, but in a way that feels more understandable because... He's about to die. He's about to die. He knows he's going to die, so he might as well just enjoy whatever time he has left. And uh, Anthony Eden says a line to him of, well, maybe King George VI can't, but Albert Windsor, which would be his proper name, yeah, I suppose, can talk to his old friend Winston. And he said a uh, King George responds back that, nope, that's not possible because the Constitution does not allow him to interfere in politics, Yeah, no matter how much he might want to. And he said a line that I wrote down because I thought it was very poetic. Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed the first half of the episode. Oh, I did too. It's yeah. just once he dies, it clip, drags, and it it's does. like, okay, you really should have put a whole other episode as Or you could have shaved ten minutes off episode it's already like longer than the first one was yeah and anyway so king george says oh albert would love to tell his old friend winston settle down let the new generation take the lead but he was murdered by his (laughs) older brother when his older brother abdicated yeah and i thought wow that is such (laughs) there is such bitterness and regret in just that line but he says it so calmly and almost cheerily yeah, definitely. It's a little bit gallows humory. Um, yeah, and I, I like that bit too, especially because it comes up to mirror the end of the episode as well. Yeah, where we're going to get into we'll it, get but into there's a lot of talk about how the personal indulgences of monarchs lead to bad outcomes. Yeah, which I did. Yeah. Then we're going to flash back over to Africa. Back to Africa. Yeah. And. Queen Elizabeth is going hunting for elephants. They're going to go look at elephants. It, was that even clear? I mean, it wasn't very clear. It definitely looked like they were going to be hunting elephants. I thought so too. Which I was going to be super bummed out about because yeah. elephants are beautiful creatures. They are. Sure. And then I've been watching uh, Philip like, oh, don't they know we're savages? We'll just use our fingers and stuff. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, that's where I was like, I take back everything I said about yeah. being okay with Philip in the show. <laughs> yeah, Philip uh, is, like, making light of the whole situation of, like, why do they think we like fine dining? That's it's like, because we're, we're oppressing the shit out of these people? Yeah, like, if it's you a thing. I looked this up while we were watching the episode. because I, was I like, did look over and I saw you on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when did Kenya become independent? 1963. Yeah. It's 1952. And the map... To anyone of Kenyan who said, I do apologize if I'm not pronouncing this correctly. I'm just going based off Wikipedia. The Mau Mau uprising is Uh about to happen to where the British colony of Kenya will basically be embroiled in civil war for the next nine nine to 11 years. Jeez. Until official recognition of them as an independent colony or an independent state. When did that begin? 1963. Oh, okay. So the year is 1952. Well, right, 1953 watching. is when the Mau Mau uprising 1952. began. 1952. It's going oh, to happen 
Okay. Which is why I'm <laughs> also weird. mad at the episode that they didn't go more into that. Yeah. They also do not translate the Swahili into English for the subtitles. Mm-hmm. It's just chanting in a different language. Yeah. And it's just... There's something very uncomfortable with how the people of Kenya are treated. Like... Oh, you, it's total, like, just props and stuff. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. They are walking props who are meant to show how both terrible and great the British are. Right. But you never get a moment where one of them says, yeah, it kind of sucks with the British. <laughs> and there's no even indication that there is a situation brewing, despite the fact that it's literally the same year an uprising happens. Mm-hmm. And that didn't just spark from nothing. Yeah. I mean, the one of the guides says, yes, we need the support of these chiefs. Right, and that's, that's it. And that's it. That's all that we get. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, Princess Margaret joins the hunting party at uh, George's yep. castle. And she and George have a lot of sweet moments. She drives him around. Mm-hmm. They sing together. They have, they have the very sweet daddy-daughter duet. Or yeah, whatever. which is like, sing along. Very fun. Very weird singing a romantic song yeah. to your child and vice versa in front of an audience. Well, it's interesting because it's not really a song that's meant for a duet or anything. No. I mean, he's just singing like a girl's part. Yeah, they're singing uh, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, which is from a musical. But oh, okay. I, I can't remember which one, <laughs> okay. but it was like a popular standard of the time. Oh, okay. Interesting. But yeah, just him hearing like, Long for the day I cling to him, you know. And then, and then, we all agree it's great to be the king because everyone's saying "Bravo, Bravo!" Yeah. You're missing one lung, but you're yeah. amazing. Jared Harris does not have an unpleasant singing voice, oh. but it was very clear it was strange. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. I was expecting them to go hip hip hooray. You know? <laughs> uh, Princess Margaret is hot. She is hot. Yeah, yeah she is objectively very attractive. I get it. I'm sorry for being a creep here <laughs> on the podcasting, but like, really, just kind of like, she clearly got all the looks in the family, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I need to look at some old pictures. I was looking at the queen as a young woman, and she was like a handsome woman. Handsome. And, you know, I want to hear she was a babe. I mean, any family that, I think I bring it up, I'm just so shocked that she's attractive because of how incestuous the family oh my God, is. disturbing. It is so disgusting. Yeah. But I felt like Margaret was trying to kind of butter George up to try mm. and talk about her boyfriend. Yeah, his probably. Camp, who I thought they kind of hinted that George had an affection towards him that was bordering on homosexual, but it's just like, no, they're just very close. I think it was meant to just be very close. I mean, I don't want to totally not read into a gay thing. I'm all here for the head of her homo, you know. Yeah, this... I mean, we're not going to get a lot of hetero, no. or a lot of, uh, qu- stuff, yeah. yeah, there will be very little queer theory applied to the crown, <laughs> yeah. I feel like. Uh, but then, it is the next morning, and Dom, the, bagpiper plays the, the, the ghostly bagpiper <laughs> wanders <laughs> the courtyard. That pulley system elevator? No, I would never get in that thing. I just have to rely on this guy having upper body strength. Yeah, there's, we then cut to... Uh, servants in like an elevator where they have to pull the ropes to like bring them up and yeah. we were both having a panic attack of yeah. like no no I would not do that 
And of course, the king is dead. Yeah, the king has died in his sleep. It's very peaceful. That's so the way I want to go. That's that's the only way to go. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Even the deathbed stuff. Don't like it. Want to be asleep. Yeah, just be asleep in your own separate apartment. And the news quickly travels through the castle. The king is dead. Oh, yeah, there's so much wailing. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down the line where they tell his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, regret I regret to inform you that the king has just passed away. Oh, my God. And then she just clutches her, her remaining pill. Now, is this still the time when they were just prescribing cocaine to people? Or were there, like, real medicine? Uh, not co- cocaine, but definitely uh, methamphetamines. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. So she's clutching now while drinking tea. Uh, Margaret's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. Uh, the king's wife is absolutely devastated. Oh, running no. through the whole thing. No, no, I know it was really sad. I mean, I, and I will say this: I think that they're very easy on on the king in this show. I, I can't believe that the worst thing about him was he listened to naughty limericks, and that seems to be implied. Well, he also had a big temper. Oh, and that's okay. because, you know, he has But a even center. that isn't necessarily touched on that much here. Yeah. I mean, maybe there just wasn't an opportunity. There's definitely a conversation to be had of if it's the most responsible policy to not tell your family when you're dying. Yeah, I mean, fair. That's a whole medical ethics issue that we can go into about, okay, if you are dying and you just don't want to make a big deal out of it, should you tell Right. But he's also the ceremonial head of state. Yeah, I mean, that adds its own whole thing. So, uh, the news is quickly traveling. Winston Churchill is told uh, the BBC is on hold, despite the fact that other news agencies around the world. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing that they could have so much control over the news that they're just like, you need to hold until I know. the Prime Minister yeah, says, that really okay. Struck me. I guess it's just being an American thing. I can't imagine. But that was also the time. It, I think it was more just a time, almost. Because I don't think that the crown can do that now. Probably not. And maybe on something, but not much. Especially not if other places are breaking the news. Yeah. But they're unable to get a hold of Elizabeth. Elizabeth yeah, they don't know where she is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Elizabeth is returning from, thankfully, a murderless uh elephant viewing party that goes back to the cottage that they're staying at and she's writing a message for uh, her father uh, hopefully about the trip to Papa. No, well I assume that it was about, because remember okay, so let's double back just a little bit to safari time. When they get to the treetops which are in the treetops, they are like canoodling and she's saying how she misses her life back in Malta and she's going to write to her father and see if they can go back to Malta. And so that way he can resume, or Philip can resume his naval career and right. stuff. So that's what I assumed was in the letter that she was writing. She was like, trip's going great, really nervous with the speeches. Can we go back to Malta after this? Because I kind of hate this. P.S. Why did you never teach me how to speak Swahili? Feels or like that's an easy... Send a translator on the yeah, I guess that's just the British arrogance that they can just assume that, oh, well, we'll just speak the king's English and everyone will just bow around us, but it's like... We just speak slowly. Yeah, if you're <laughs> maintaining a colonial empire, the least you can do is, like, also be somewhat fluent in other languages. You would think, yeah, but 
you know, it's only going to be like the month. Yeah. So I'm guessing what I'm saying is we should be put in charge of a colonial <laughs> empire and yes. we will treat them well. Right. <laughs> is, is that the neoliberal cause these days? Oh, absolutely. We speak more for them than they're allowed to speak for themselves. Yeah. Oh, right. That's not <laughs> Anyway, she just has a... Philip is told before Elizabeth that her father, the king, is dead. And... They just exchange a look, and she automatically oh knows. It was so British, so British. I mean, just even even the messenger or Martin, right? Was it Martin who Martin, was coming up there? Yeah. He like pauses outside her door. He notices that she's like in there, but he doesn't want to tell her. It reminded me so much of the Eddie Izzard thing. Like, what is it? I'm arranging matches or whatever. I just I I, I guess I'd better go. Exactly. Like it was so British. And then, yeah, just to tell the man. I'll tell her. It, it, it should be me to tell her. And then doesn't even tell her. Just yeah. communicates with his eyes. Can you imagine if our dad died and Nick was told before you were told? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we're going back. And they're embalming. They're embalming the king, which I didn't know they did that I for kings. It was so weird to me. Very weird. Because he's just there in his underoos, just mm -hmm. hanging out. They're and Margaret comes shoving in. Shoving the needles in. They're shoving the needles in. Margaret comes in and is just in tears. Oh, yeah. Well, they're like, this stage of the embalming may distress you. It's like, I would be distressed by any stage of an embalming. <laughs> there is not one stage I could walk in on and be like, oh, this is fine. I was going to take you to the operating theater. <laughs> We were going to watch a live embalming. A live embalming. Live <laughs> so awful. And then it's also very British to ride a horse while grieving, which is then what Margaret proceeds to do. Uh, to see Peter Townsend, yeah. the king's aide de camp. We have some smoochies again. Yeah, so we confirm that they're at that level of the relationship. Oh. It's not just infatuation. And she says, I'm not going to have you be taken away from me. Despite the fact that he has a wife and children, which he also doesn't seem too nonplussed by. Yeah, he has totally chilled on it. It was very gross. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, we then go back to... This is the part of the episode that got a little draggy, because it's just yes. like... We're going back and forth. And it just... It's just a lot of pausing and, like, draw... I mean, obviously, it's a dramatic show. I get that. But it, it was too much in points. Yeah. I know it's an ensemble, but there are some things that it felt like, okay, you could have put this off till the next episode. Yeah. Uh, Queen Elizabeth chooses her name as her regal Which name. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very interesting to me. Sometimes it's done to, like, honor a predecessor or to uh, signal what type of policy that you were planning to pursue. Like, I plan to uh, follow the example of my great-grandfather, so I... It would be like me taking the name of Bert. Right, sure. <laughs> Upon then, becoming, yeah, like, the vice mayor. mayor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, call me Basil. <laughs> I gotcha. So do you think that that was dramatized? Do you think that she actually put more thought into saying, no, I'm, I'm going to do Queen Elizabeth very, like, in homage to the Queen Elizabeth first? Well, it's also just her name. I well, understood. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine that a lot of thought was put into no. it. because. Well, her dad, the now deceased King George the Sixth, 
his name was Albert. Right. And everybody called him Bertie, but that would have been too German. Oh, man. And despite the fact that the British family is German, but we're not going to get into that right now. And her uncle was named David, but took Edward, because King David would probably be a little too religious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was an interesting scene, okay. But um, when then she, when he says, uh, or long live the queen, when she pauses, I seriously thought she was going to behead him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they so get up to leave the room, and the guy says, long live the queen, and it's so It's so not the time, my friend. She doesn't even, like, want to be queen. <laughs> no. Uh, Liz and Phil are on the plane back. And that plane! Yeah. I want to fly like that. It was like an RV in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Planes were spectacularly <laughs> downgraded at yeah, that time. But also kind of more comfy, I guess, because it's your private plane. Yeah. She's wearing Jim Jams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's her delightful Jim Jams. Her delightful Jim Jams. And she just says, I can't sleep. I'm sorry that this happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm sorry. Your dad's dead. And they worry about what's going to happen when they land. And for a moment, you might think, okay, well, aren't you the queen? Like, you're the next child in line. There have been a monarchs. But I felt like the subtext was definitely what's going to happen between us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And this is gonna be she's like, her head isn't even there, but he's already like, what's happening to me? I'm sure he was excited by the thought of like going back to Malta. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What even happened? though he knew, he had to know in his heart, like, no, uh, the king just talked to me about how it's my duty to serve her. Like, there's no way he's getting better from that. Yeah. And it felt like she knew that there was definitely something up. I had written a note that when she was giving the speech for a moment, I thought there was, like, a realization. Yeah. But that doesn't quite jive with Uh, everything else that happens. I think, I mean, definitely, I think it was some wishful thinking there. I I don't know that they could have reasonably thought that their lives were going to go back to normal. No, because it's just like, well... It's going to happen eventually. Right. What's the thought? Even if it doesn't happen now, it happens in five years. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Churchill is told by his wife that mm-hmm. Anthony Eden went to see the king. Oh, after the king tells Anthony, I'm not doing anything, he makes him walk back to the castle. Oh, yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. That was I, a nice little snub. I would love to do that to someone. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I will. Let's walk, Sarah. Uh, Churchill doesn't think anything of it because he's just like, I've been a father to that boy. And it's the king, and, yeah, yeah, the king and I were friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems pretty valid then because he immediately changes his, his kind of tune about it. He's like, Anthony, you say. So, um,. Churchill then abstains from the next meeting, and yes. Anthony takes his chair. Oh my god, that was so awkward in my humble opinion. Like uh, the way that they were all smirking about him taking the chair. Like, get over yourselves. You guys are like what ten years younger than Mister Piss himself. Like, you're almost there yourself. Okay. Yeah. Chill. Also, the other issue is that they are very nakedly about. 
Churchill yeah. will cause us to lose power for maybe a generation uh-huh. if he's just going to keep checking out and only care about the American-Soviet Union relationship. Which... Uh, yes, then we're with Peter Thomason, the aide de camp, and again, if it this feels hard to follow, it was hard for us to watch. Yeah, it was not a very fun episode. Yeah, uh, Peter Thompson is confronted by Tommy Lassell, Tommy something? Lassell or something? Yeah. yeah. Who is, like, the head handler of the monarchs, and Phil describes him as being from the ma- the land that time forgot. Yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah, he's very much like, I'm all about the rules. He's clearly the most conservative. No, big time. Yeah. I mean, when Queen Elizabeth gets off the plane, he says, wait, you know, the crown takes precedence and stuff. And he tells Peter that Peter has been offered a new position with the royal family, but he strongly encourages him not to accept it because he's like, yeah, we all know you're having an affair. It's gross. It's gross. It's not good for anybody involved. I mean, yeah, and you should strongly consider stepping away back to your wife and kids and your military life. Yeah, exactly. And he just like just to say a big fuck you accepts it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, they just chose the wrong tactic. I guess. Like, did he feel backed into a corner? I mean, I think it's one of those moments to. Maybe he truly loves Margaret, and so it's a moment of just like, fuck you, I'm taking the job, and I'm going to stay with the woman I love. But it was a very interesting choice that someone who I probably would disagree wholeheartedly mm-hmm. with on most things is right. Oh, yeah, like, it's one of those. Yeah, Because it's like, by virtue of his position, he's intimately associated with the family, mm-hmm. and that can cause confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Especially because he has a wife and kids. And that kind of outranks all of the other concerns for me. Yeah, me too. Definitely. I mean, when he says, you know, you're a husband and father, very meaning meaningfully. It's like, yeah, dude, like, grow up. Go back to your wife and kids. Yeah, but then Tommy comes on the plane and he's like, Queen Liz, you have first. King Philip, or soon to be Prince Philip, uh... You stay behind because the queen takes precedence. Elizabeth gets dressed. Oh, my God. And then, oh, yeah. In morning clothes and is... Given a letter. From she's given a letter mother. by her grandmother, King George's mother. And the queen says, duty calls. You must put your human emotion... I'm paraphrasing. Oh, duty is called. You need to put aside whatever human feelings you have. Because you are no longer just Elizabeth Mountbatten, you are now Queen Elizabeth or Elizabeth Regina. Oh my god! Which is I'm how so she says it. Regina, and she tells her, "You can't allow personal feelings to get in the way of being the queen. The queen, the crown, must always win. It must always be first. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, when she goes down those steps, when Philip follows her, oh my god, he hustles them. Yeah, he runs down yeah. the steps rather than be held back yeah. from his wife. Which, the Queen Mother's advice, do you think that was good advice, or do you think that is advice of the time? I mean, it's certainly advice of the time, right? Yeah. She has seen three monarchies that were fairly unsuccessful. Yeah. 
But then it depends on what you mean. Like, what is a successful monarchy where they take back all the power and they just do whatever the hell they want? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have an answer for right. it. Right. I, I just. You know. I. I mean, like, I agree in theory. Like, yeah, don't let your like personal heart. Like, you should be fighting for your nation's best interest. Essentially, yeah. that might not always be your own. You should. You shouldn't be. I guess if we're going with an idea of like a noble monarch, like you shouldn't have vices. You shouldn't let yeah. your personal feelings get in the way of what's best. For the country. And you should be a figurehead that people can look up to. I mean, that is the purpose of monarchy, is it not? Like, to be figurehead. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of differing theories, in even in this episode, okay. about what the monarch should do. Right. And how they should execute yeah. their job. Should, do how they, involved should they be? Yeah, like, we currently see the UK where it stands now. Because, historically... Queen Elizabeth has always been seen as a figure who does not take a stand in politics. She is just there in an advisory position at best, but her point of view is to remain strong for the country. But looking at the UK now, it's kind of hard to say that that advice has worked out. Like, at all? I mean, truly. I mean, we're at the point where Northern Ireland will become part of Ireland. Quite possibly. Uh, We're seeing Scotland yearn more for independence. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard to see where this United Kingdom will be in the next 10 to 20 years. Oh my God, they're just shooting themselves in the foot over and over, too. Yeah, they've left the European Union. And to be clear, I mean, I support any any nation's bid for independence. I'm just going to say that. If they want to be independent from the UK, they should be. Yes. In my humble opinion. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. And... You see, like, these prime ministers that come in and out of power. It feels like they're having a prime minister every fucking year, right? Yeah. I mean, just, Theresa May, now it's what, you know, shut up. Like, oh, my God, you guys just keep moving the country all over. And there doesn't seem to be a great idea about integration of other people. No. Like, as, as we can see in the Kenyan issue, like, clearly they are not giving power to the people over their own land and it has to be essentially forced back. Yeah. And so for the queen, is that ultimately a failure of her monarchy that she did not adequately intervene politically into the situation to try and speak for all peoples? Yeah, I I could see that big time. Like, I think she should have been a little bit more heavy. But then again, you and I are both big government liberals who are, I know. Yeah. Who are like, yeah, effective government is effective. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it is really upsetting to see the UK because it is just, I mean, America light, isn't it? Like, it's just a racist kind of shithole. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all of I them. I don't want to say that. But there's a lot of racism there. Brexit could not have happened without racism. No, it's very clearly any sort of nationalism is also a form of racism. Correct. And at the very end, uh, Elizabeth is seen by her family. Her family quickly gets with the program of like, yep, you are now the queen. You are not just our sister or our daughter. Oh, yeah. They tell Margaret to wait, like step behind her. You have to be, yeah, paces behind. Yeah. Yeah. Churchill gives his... Imagine doing that to Christine. (laughs) It would never happen. No. (laughs) 
Christi- our sister Christine has a knife collection, and yeah. we would not survive that encounter. Yeah, uh, Churchill gives his eulogy at the end, and he's talking about how Queen Elizabeth is now in charge, and they have to look towards the future. Yeah, God save the Queen. God save the Queen. God save the Queen. And servants are wearing black armbands, which that's kind of a British tradition of mourning that I've always liked. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's kind of been co-opted by fascists. You just but can't do the armband thing anymore. No. It's not good. And then the queen mother, or the, yeah, king's mother, or whatever. Shows up. She's like dressed like the ghost of Christmas future or something. She, more like a dementor. Yeah. Of just like. That's more of a Voldemort. Uh, yeah. Bikini. <laughs> Thank you, Rafe. But yeah. <laughs> like, it was horrifying. And then they share a very like deep look. Yeah. Shaky look at each other. Are you excited to see the next episode? Oh, what is the next episode gonna be? I mean, I assume, obviously she's gonna be, you know whatever they call that. <laughs> She's going to become the queen. But I, I, I'm i tentatively excited. I hope that this next episode is a little bit speedier. I hope that it doesn't feel like, okay, now we're running the gamut. What's your reaction to the king's death? What's your reaction to the king's death? What's your like, we get it. But it was very upsetting. I, I just felt it could have... I like the first half of this episode. Yeah, it was First good. half of this episode, great. Second half of this episode just drags on so much. And it's like, this is the time of Netflix. You could just make it a 40-minute episode if you wanted to. Yeah. You know? I I feel like they were trying to squeeze in another plot in there that didn't need to be. Yeah. It could be its own... The whole reaction to the death could be its own episode. Uh, uh, The next episode is called Windsor. Don't know what that could be about. (laughs) Right. But... I, I always go back to the Game of Thrones episode where it's basically just one battle. It's mm-hmm. like the last season. Yeah. Like the train loot. And that episode was their shortest episode and probably one of their most popular episodes. Yeah. Because it was just like, focus on one plot. See it through. You're good. Boo-boo. Exactly. No, I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is just my short attention span. But yeah, after 45 minutes, I'm like pretty much checked out of whatever's going on. Yeah, it's... It really has to be compelling, and it was just like watching the same interaction over and over for the last 15 minutes of that. Yeah. I'm going to preserve... You know what I wish? I wish that they had made the episode about his death just be one whole thing, and it's like the death of Stalin. Like, there's a policy and procedure that they have to go through. (laughs) Like, the king is dead. Has anyone told the coroner? Get the coroner! They have to, like, run. That's such a good... That was. I'll have to watch that again. That is story for the <laughs> Our ever expanding <laughs> list of backstory context yeah. files increases. But do you have any final thoughts that you want to go over at this time? Colonialism. Bad. Yep. Avoid that. Um, Preach. Yeah. Uh, you know, this whole thing with the Margaret, it has to blow up, right? Yeah. Uh, I did see that there's a book about uh, the two sisters and their relationship. I do kind of want to read that as backstory. Yeah. But I probably won't get around to it until we're in, like, the last season. <laughs> oh, no. 
Better. Helena Bonham Carter is going to play Princess Margaret. Oh, in later seasons. Nice, I like that. Yeah, and see, I really like Claire Foy. That's her name, right? Yeah, Claire yeah, Foy is the lead actress. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a good actress. And what's his face is you know good Matt Smith, right? Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. good. Uh, he very is like douchebaggy. Yeah, he he's such a bro. Yeah, definitely, he should be Chad, Prince Chad. <laughs> but like, <laughs> or Chaz. <So> Chaz. <laughs> God. Um, but you know, I mean, I assume that we're going to start seeing like her trying to make her own role. Is she just going to be like following what her dad says to a T or is she going to try to make it her own thing? I assume we're going to see some flare ups of what's the feminist way to be in this office while still being a good wife. Yeah. I mean, for her, she did kind of just look away from the whole situation where, Philip wanted to accompany her down the steps. She just started walking. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of she's going to just follow her dad's example. Because it's such a traumatic way of finding out oh, her dad yeah. has died that I can't imagine that she'll want to go her own way. No. If, I don't think so if the way history has happened has been any. Indeed. Yeah. Um, but well, I'll say I'm looking forward to it. Wasn't my favorite episode. It wasn't horrific. It wasn't like we have to turn this off. No. No. It did eventually. But yes, I agree with you. <laughs> Colonialism bad. Yeah. Yeah. Monarchy uh, kind of in the weeds right now. Costuming A plus. Costuming really like A plus. The, the outfits. Uh, Martin at one point was wearing a very nice, I think, linen suit or something. Oh, he's very so handsome. Yes, he's very handsome. And let's be clear, this is an equal opportunity podcast. We will objectify men as much as we objectify women. 100%. 100%. Anthony Eden, I have to say, he is a silver fox. Do you really think so? I but was not into compared that. Compared to everybody else around him. Yeah, I mean, he's a little less milk toast than the rest of the milk toast squad, but yeah. he's not attractive. Margaret's boyfriend, Peter Townsend, does kind of look like Michael Shannon. Yes. And he's hot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. He's got that Sean Connery ugly handsome. But I feel like, oh, yeah, for sure, with the skin and everything. Yeah, where it's like they're not pleasing, but the way their skin, <laughs> like, the way their skin <laughs> stretches like around their killer. skull. <laughs> okay. Um, reporting you to the authorities. Uh, you don't want to do that. But you you got to think that like part of the attraction to each other is just like, this is so wrong. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a time. Romeo yeah. and Juliet status. No, it's definitely class fetishization. Yeah. Fetishizing class struggle. Mm -hmm. Like Titanic. Yes, absolutely. Where it's like, I'm going to have a dream affair with a poor boy. I'll <laughs> die. I won't have any consequences. This is my hot girl summer yeah. <laughs> on the Titanic. Okay, so we're agreed. Top tier hotties, Margaret, Peter Townsend. Oh, yeah. Tier two. I mean, Philip. Philip. Jared Harris is handsome. Claire Foy is a good looking lady, too. Oh, yeah. It's just that it's not accurate. I feel <laughs> like this should be a separate. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably a set like the episode we're dragging here at the end. To illustrate <laughs> how frustrating it is that we won't let it's you It's an art piece, this entire episode. So, yeah. next, so next episode, we rank the hotties and naughties of, <laughs> <laughs> of the crowd. 
Oh my god. Uh, where the lions meet the unicorns. And we wish you adieu. God save the queen. God save the queen. Hip hip! Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! Hooray! Oh, you're too kind. <laughs>